Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hi, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Financial Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about a question that I get often from people, and that is, how long do I have to keep documents for? And unfortunately, there is no quick, easy answer, uh, though there is some consistency that we'll talk about. Um, and there's also the differentiation between legal documents and tax documents, and that tends to be the most common. Uh, we will not talk about medical records um, in this. That would also be dependent on insurance companies, your doctor, and what the need of those documents are. We'll strictly talk about uh, tax and a little uh, bit on legal documents, though I will preface it by saying I'm not an attorney. And if there's ever a question about how long a document needs to be maintained, obviously you should ask your attorney. Let's start with the tax documents. So typically, um, tax returns can be audited by the IRS for three years from the due date of the return or the date of filing, whichever is later, and that includes extensions. Um, so think about when you file a return. We just went through tax season for 2020. Tax returns were due um, May 17, 2021. So you basically have until May 17, 2024, where the IRS can typically audit that tax return. Um, I tell clients, uh, or in the past, I would tell them, the actual tax return itself, if you can keep it longer, great. I think in today's world, with everything being digital, you could conceivably keep your entire lifetime's worth of tax returns in a PDF format in one place and never have to worry about it. Um, obviously, if something would happen to you, eventually your uh, heirs, your children, um, would probably get rid of those documents. But typically three years. Uh, same thing with the work papers backing up those tax returns. Uh, definitely want to keep those for three years so you have the records in case you're ever audited. Again, making them digital makes life easier. Uh, but if you have paper copies, obviously minimum of three years. Uh, same with checks, bank statements. And then again, um, if you have checks that you wrote um, and bank statements for things that aren't deductible, there's really no um, need to save them. Um, you have seen people say that you should save credit card statements, utility bills for a month. Uh, remember that you can always get these things online typically. Um, so the need to save things in paper format, if that's what you have, has become less and less of an issue. Uh, but again, if you have checks written out to the supermarket or you write checks to your credit card company, that's typically not something that's being audited. Um, so there's really no requirement other than your comfort level. Um, investment statements, same deal. Um, typically, though, it's the 1099 that you get, not so much the investment statement, though you would want to know the cost basis of assets. So you think about buying a home and selling it someday, you'd obviously want to keep that um, purchase agreement or the closing statement for at least three years past the sale. Um, so that means holding it from the time you purchase it till after the sale. Um, business records, that gets into both a tax and legal issue. Remember that 
Typically, the statute of limitations on a lot of crimes is seven years. So we tell people that business records should probably be kept for at least seven years um, because you could be sued not from a tax perspective, but from a business perspective or a legal or contract perspective. And again, this is where it's really important to talk to your legal counsel, legal advisor, before you start throwing out documents um, and understanding the differences. But a lot of times we hear that statute of limitations of seven years from a legal perspective. Again, nothing to do with tax. Um, understand on the tax side, if you have a 25% or more understatement of your income on a tax return, that the IRS can actually go back six years. So uh, I don't know why you would know that you have a 25% understatement, but if you happen to know that, uh, then the statute of limitations is now uh, six years and not three. Um, if you have a bad debt, or a worthless security that you wrote off in your tax return, that is actually a seven-year statute of limitations because that has legal ramifications of a, uh, a debt, a loan that went bad. So there are some legal issues involved in that. Same thing with a worthless security. You own a stock, it goes bad, and you determine it's worthless. There are some legal aspects to that, uh, which puts that statute of limitations at seven years for IRS purposes. Um, a thing to also be concerned about, obviously, hopefully none of you have this issue, but if you do not file a return or there is fraud, then there is no statute of limitations and there's an indefinite period of time on an audit. So understand that, um, number one, if it's fraud, indefinite. Number two, if you don't file a tax return because you're under the minimum or whatever, um, the statute of limitations never begins. And that's why sometimes, though you may not have a tax due, sometimes it's important to file a tax return because it does start the statute of limitations. Um, IRS Publication 552 can give you a lot more guidance uh, on uh, how, much, how much records to keep, how long to keep them. Um, and understand the last point I'll make is that the IRS has a statute of limitations of 10 years on collection. So once it, a tax is assessed, either by you filing a tax return or upon an audit, uh, and the IRS assesses the tax, they have 10 years to actually collect the tax, after which the IRS cannot collect the tax once that 10-year period has expired. Um, there are ways to extend that 10-year, whether it be the IRS requesting it or the taxpayer requesting it. Um, same thing with an audit. Uh, there are cases where the IRS is coming up on the three-year period and you actually think there is a benefit to uh, extending that period because you think you're going to get money back. So sometimes you may want the extension of the three years and there are ways to do that with the IRS. So I hope this has helped. Uh, understand I will make my final point that I made earlier and it's very important that you have a discussion with either your tax advisor and or your attorney if it's a legal matter and involves legal documents about how long you should keep these documents. Thanks um, for listening. Be safe for out there. more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. 
You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.